Hi, I'm James Kahn. I wrote the novels of Return of the Jedi, Poltergeist, Indiana Jones, and the Temple of Doom. Hey, I'm Yossi Charlotte Renamarcus. Hey, it's Tyler from Theory of a Dead Man. Hey, I'm Kim Coates. Hi, this is Scott Coker, president of Bell Story Monday. Hey, guys. I'm Canadian Olympian Lauren Suffleman. Hey, guys. This is Mia Kang, Sports Illustrated swimsuit model and Y-Side fighter. Hey, everybody. What's happening? This is Zach Wild from Black Label Society. Hey, everybody. This is Devin Townsend, and you're listening to the Toddcast Podcast. Enjoy. The Toddcast Podcast is powered by Citywide Mortgage Services, providing complete financing and mortgage services for residential and small commercial businesses. Visit them at citywidemortgage.ca. Now, here's your host, Todd Hancock. Over the years, you, you kind of just acquire things. Sometimes it's outright looking for cool stuff. Sometimes it's given to you. I think I mentioned this before on the podcast, a Nickelback singer, Chad, he gave me one of his leather jackets. We're out partying one night. This is ages and ages ago. Still got that. I've been given drumsticks that belonged to late Pantera drummer Vinnie Paul. Like what? As a huge fan of that band. I have a vinyl Rage Against the Machine single that's signed by Tim Comerford, the bassist of the band, and Chris Cornell signed it as well. I was interviewing these guys uh, backstage, Rogers Arena, when they were in town in Vancouver to play uh, for uh, with Audio Slave. So there's just this little corner of the the studio, the podcast studio, that's dedicated to all of that stuff. And this week's entertainment guest, he's a longtime friend of the podcast, a filmmaker, screenwriter named Matt Granger. You'll hear his story on how he has the jacket that Hugh Jackman wore as Wolverine. Yeah, that's in the full-length interview at our SoundCloud YouTube channels. And you'll love this one as well. Seriously, one of the coolest interviews. Listen to Matty talking about making a short film with Harrison Ford. Making a short film with Harrison Ford was pretty was pretty up there in weird in weird shit that I've done in my life. Like it was uh how the hell did that happen? I asked him. No. I just asked him. I was I had met I had this weird story. I was in LA and I was I was at a bookstore and I used to go to this bookstore and just read books in the in the uh in the science fiction section i would read star wars books and stuff like that um and uh one day i go back i go into this bookstore and there's another dude there in the bookstore like sitting there doing the same thing reading reading a book it's kind of like in my space and i'm getting a little freaked out about it and uh i looked and it was warren zevon nice and i'm like oh and and instead of going like oh my god warren zevon like i'm a huge fan like thank you for all your music i think you're wonderful um i freaked out and I ran away. And two years later, he passed away. And I, at that point, I realized I'm never going to have this chance again to, to do anything with Warren Zima or meet mm-hmm. Warren Zima or talk to him or say thank you. Um, and then we were, uh, we were shooting a movie called uh, Firewall. And um, Harrison was the lead. And I was working for him. And... Uh, and um, I was on the phone with a friend of mine in, in uh, New Jersey, this girl, Annie, that I was dating at the time. And she said, um, and we're talking, and I was like, listen, I, you know, I've got this idea for this short film I want to do. And I really want to put Harrison in it because I think it'd be really funny. And I, I don't know if I should ask him or not. And, and she just goes, remember Warren Zevon? And I was like, right. And I went over, asked him to be in this thing. And he just goes, yeah, no problem. I'll do it. And that was it. And we shot <laughs> a short film with Ryan Robbins. And oh, it, okay, cool. Uh, I shot the Harrison footage um, about six months before I shot the other side of the the scene, which was Ryan, which is Ryan Robbins in a conversation with Harrison Ford. But it, Ryan wasn't wasn't there. Seriously, such a cool interview. You'll want to hear the full conversation. Joining Matt Granger this week, the current WBFF World Bikini Champion, local girl Heidi Cannon, who has some major plans up her sleeve. Like I see myself, um, husband and I have a couple businesses in the States, so I see myself living in San Diego in five years and having my own show online. That's my goal, and I'm going to make it happen. That's very cool. Have you got a name in mind? Have you got a nice uh, it's gonna show? Be called Tomboy. Like... It's going to be called Tomboy and it's going to be like a, this is kind of what we're doing. Like I maybe shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It, in Vegas, the, when I go to CMAP, it's going to, we're filming like a pilot for it to see where it goes. But basically I go and I interview other women that are like me 
that are like cute and like to like shoot guns or like race cars or golf or you know do fun stuff and then i interview these women that sounds awesome right kind of fun yeah right? totally that's cool, cool. that's cool like how exciting right. is that to have like that all <laughs> ready and planned out and you're gonna have a film crew around you and shit well that's this pretty, is this pretty is awesome. what we're going for so you never know where life takes you right that's the biggest thing i think i like to tell all my people that like i would never like five years ago i would never see myself where i am right now so you never know like what doors right. open you know so yeah. i think that's fun in a way you can have a goal and a dream but like I think if you keep working towards it, you know, be open to whatever happens because there's lots of things along the way that you'll be like, oh, shit, that happened? Or like, what? Like, I have a chicken restaurant. Is that random or what? Because a year ago, I would not think that I'm owning a chicken restaurant and we're opening another one next week and I'm going to it. Like, it's just nuts, you know? Nice. nice. Right? Go with the flow. Go with the flow. You never know what's going to happen. That's kind of it, right? Yeah. Not bad, right? This week, filmmaker Maddie Granger, WBFF World Bikini Champion Heidi Cannon, and you'll hear from this week's musical guest in just a minute. Coming up shortly in Stop Me If You've Heard This Before, Bellator MMA fighter Denise Kielholtz talking about when you should enroll kids in martial arts. That is powered by our friends at FKP MMA. Learn self-defense, self-discipline, get some exercise as well, meet some like-minded new friends. My little guy Levi absolutely loves going. He goes a couple times a week for I think about the last year or so. So check him out. Vancouver's number one training destination at fkpmma.com. And before we get to this week's musical guest, as you just heard, we have a new title sponsor sponsor a hearty warm welcome to citywide mortgage services find them online citywidemortgage.com residential small commercial business mortgages and something new to the podcast as well the mortgage minute tips and hacks on how you're going to save money on your next mortgage. First, let's get to the first of three podcast guests this week, David and Vanessa from the band Good Night Sunrise. That is powered by Hand Over Hand Textiles, locally owned and operated here in Vancouver. Natural dyes, saw some very cool socks and some shirts that were stamped with the marijuana leaves the other day. Just kind of surfing their site. Cool tablecloths. And I just love that they're using pure plant extracts, natural fibers. Mother Earth loves it as well. Find them at handoverhandtextiles.com. So a quick background, Goodnight Sunrise has been banging it out in the Canadian indie circuit for well over a decade and have carved themselves a nice little following along the way. This past summer, they played over 15 festivals across Canada and the world. The Talon Music Festival, a festival in Estonia with over 20,000 people. They played NAM in California, Go North Festival, about 15 others as well. Pretty impressive stuff when you look at it. Their new album, Against All Odds, is out now, produced by a guy named Brian Moncars, who's worked with Our Lady Peace, The Trues, Monine, and a guy named Brian Lucy, Green Day, Arctic Monkeys, Elvis Costello, and the band worked with Duncan and Jason in studio from Our Lady Peace as well. Yeah, yeah, they recorded drums and bass on the whole album. That's amazing. So so what do you take away from working with guys like that? Like like from that that session, what will you take away and use in the future? Um I think I'll answer just cuz I was there cuz Vanessa was was not present for the session, but just being there um I've always through through whoever we've worked with in the past, like producers. I've always been been trying to take in as much as I can and and learn as much about the production process. But uh, but I think I think I and then also the two of us like very common among creative people is imposter syndrome, and so it's easy to even if you have the skills or just just because maybe you're not as experienced as someone like that doesn't mean that you don't belong in the in the studio but it's often easy to feel like that's the case maybe and so it was pretty cool to watch the two of them because they've been playing together for so many years and they're such a, an incredible unit together Crushing but i found players, it quite yeah, yeah sure. unbelievable yeah. and and i found it cool to watch like we would write the songs and then uh, and then fill out demos with rough 
bass and drums and then send it to them and then they would write parts to replace them so being in the studio watching them work like watching what they would come in with and watching them execute those ideas that they were planning was really fascinating but it was also cool watching how the two of them operated kind of differently like jason is very much like i i, I know exactly what i'm going to do and he's just on he's he's like a robot but in a, a, a good way like the human version where he's just like i know exactly what i'm gonna do and i'm just gonna do it perfectly because i'm not that good uh and then if you want me to try something different for sure i will but i don't have to uh and then duncan comes in planning to do something but he's also very much like about feeling things out and very improvisational and he's also not afraid to take a chance or to make a mistake and so it was really interesting seeing, I, I, I learned a lot just watching both of them, like watching those two different approaches and seeing how there's not just one way to be a, a, a professional musician. Yeah, everyone not, can yeah. go at it their own way and everyone can bring something different. And so it was, but yeah, it was just such an honor. It was an honor to like watch them work. And it's such an honor for them to have laid the foundation for this album. It's pretty cool to be able to get into a studio with a couple of musicians of that caliber, Our Lady Peace, and see how they work and how they create. A good Night Sunrise coming up on 1 million overall streams. You've heard their music on Spotify in the New Music Friday Canada playlist, the all-new rock playlist on Amazon, in the Fresh Rock playlist, the brand-new rock playlists as well. They've been featured on the new in alt on apple exclaim magazine's a list they're head down they're grinding it out and when we talked about career highlights vanessa knew without a shadow of a doubt i mean we opened for bon jovi that's like the career highlight Mm -hmm. so far Uh, yeah so far at the the for what at the time was air canada center but now scotia bank arena in toronto yeah so we played we played a 16,000 seat arena opening for our good friend John. And who gave us a pep talk before the show. <laughs> Shut up. So he did like, not. He did not come yes, to he, a pep talk. Of course he did. He gave us a pep talk. He was like, <laughs> do you know why? He was like, do you know why your set is only 20 minutes? And we were like, why, John? And he's like, mm-hmm. because when I got my big break opening for ZZ Top, our set was 30 minutes. We were so nervous. We played it so fast that it only ended up being 20 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, that's so great. <laughs> And then he was like, don't be nervous, just go out there. And then Phil X was like, this is just another field for you to frolic in. And then like, I mean, yeah. Oh my God. So, and then like afterwards, are you hanging out and drinking beers and drinking wine no. and just. They, no, they, they <laughs> needed us to leave it. They were like, get out. They were like 20 minutes. You're stuck over. Get yeah, your stuff out of here now. Literally. Yeah. They were like. You want to stick around. The yeah. tickets are right over there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they gave us tickets up, tickets up in the nosebleeds. Yeah, up uh, the nosebleeds. But it was awesome. They, I mean, we did get to hit craft services in the afternoon for dinner. So oh my God. It was good. insane. They set up a full restaurant in yeah. the Scotiabank Arena with like any food you could want. Basically, there's like a smoothie <laughs> station. Like it was like wild. That was my most. That's probably the most diva moment I had, which is that I, because I, I try to eat at least three hours prior to a show so that I'm not like burping up my dinner while I'm running around on stage. So, so they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're really nice to the opening band and they, they, I mean, it was really cool. The whole, the whole crew, like the entire experience, they, so they do this and I think they still do. They do this. Okay. Uh, They do this in every city that they go to, they get a local band to open for them. Did you know that? No. Oh. Bon Jovi, because he's like, I'm famous. I don't need an opener to sell tickets. They try, they break a local act in every city they go to. They get a local band to open. He's been doing it for years. Yeah, that's crazy. And there's, and they don't, and they don't treat you. I mean, they want you to get out of there right after. But I mean, they've probably got a lot of liabilities to figure out. So, but they don't treat you like you're some like bums. Like they, they were really nice to us, and like we got a, a dressing full room soundtrack. and a full, yeah. So we, it, we got to like really have the experience. Um, but, uh, but so they had a pretty strict schedule. So they're like, okay, from like this time to this time, like an hour before your show, you guys can go eat dinner. So then we had to get our friend who we had hired to be our tour manager for the night to like ask their contact if they could make an exception so that I could go a few hours earlier oh to God. eat with the crew. So that's like the most diva moment that I've had. <laughs> that is definitely not the most diva moment. I mean, okay, well, nice uh, 
Great to catch Goodnight Sunrise on the upswing and really get to know them musically. You know, reading their bios, it mentioned they're influenced by Florence and the Machine and Muse and Metric, Foo Fighters. So, of course, we had to ask him about Foo Fighter drummer Taylor Hawkins and if they remember where they were when they found out that he died. I mean, we were together because I, I told you, didn't I? Didn't I see it on social media? And I was like, I feel like we were here. I can't remember. I, think we I can't here. remember exactly, but I, I definitely remember learning of it and being in disbelief as everyone else was. Yeah. No, I know. First time I saw it, I was like, oh, this can't be right. Like, there's no way. And then, of mm-hmm. course, I start digging around like, holy fuck, it's right. My God. Yeah. I immediately went on like a very deep dive. Like, because that's what I do. Like, I like immediately was like, what's going on? Like, do you know what I mean? I was like doing real like National Enquirer type shit. Totally. Because right, I yeah. was like, you want a reason, right? You're like, wait, what? What? Like, why? Like, something must be like a miss. Yeah. And d- did you watch any of that uh, Foo Fighters uh, tribute concert they did at, um, where was it? Wem- Wembley Stadium. It had like, you know. Miley. Wem- I've seen, yeah, like I've seen some vultures clips. And the guy from ACDC did some stuff with yeah. like Metallica's drummer. And like Liam yeah. Gallagher came out. And Taylor's kid came saw, out. Yeah. I, watched, I saw some of the clips okay, with, yeah. uh, with Justin from The Darkness. I saw some of those. Yeah, I wasn't able to watch the whole thing because I was at a I was at a wedding. But um, I watched the one with his kid, and I immediately started crying. Yeah, I was like I can't watch like, anymore. Yeah, how can you like, not cry when you watch that? Right, like you, could, yeah. you couldn't. Like that's why I did. like I wasn't like I was like I'm not ready to cry for a full hour. Right? Straight up, like you are heartless. You're not yeah. you're not crying. Right, you are heartless. There's a there's a I think shortly oh. after that, Rolling Stone published. I think their podcast they published. Um, audio of an interview that they had just done with him a year or two before and it was really fascinating it was interesting because yeah after he died a friend of mine had sent me there was the article that resulted from that interview and it was interesting because reading through it i i learned all this stuff about him i'd never because i'd always thought like the the story was always like he and dave are best buds and like you just get that image as like that they just are having the time of their life all the time and this is the just a band of best buds um but but in this interview i had no clue the kind of anxiety that taylor had just in general like he he had extreme stage fright and then i think that that was leading to a lot of like the way that he was pushing himself physically and also some medications that he was on but yeah it's it's crazy to learn that uh an an artist of that skill level could have stage fright you're blowing my mind. Like what? The guy did well, you gotta hours listen. a you... night, man. Yeah. We have to go on. The that's di- it. That's He's... the thing. We started going down the steep. Well, I started going down the steep dive and then you found out and I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, you should, you should check out that, that episode because it's, it, yeah, it, it made me look at him in a totally different way. Like not, in a, not a bad way, but just, I, I would never have guessed. And, yeah. and the amount of pressure that he put on himself. Um, I mean, we not at that scale, obviously, but like, we can definitely relate to, and I think so many artists can relate to the the feeling of of the pressure that you put on yourself that you are interpreting the rest of the world putting on you. And it seems, I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know what's what's come from in terms of like cause of death or something like that. But like just knowing the extremity of anxiety that he felt around performance and his role, um, it it's it's just so sad. And, and there's there's so many artists like that, unfortunately. I think we talked with Goodnight Sunrise for just over a half hour. Uh, you can hear it right now at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Check it out. Watch it at our YouTube account as well. All of them are at Toddcast Podcast. We got into finding creativity during the pandemic, seeing sync and Cake in concert, winning radio contests. We talked about family. And when we asked about the music that was in their houses as kids growing up, Vanessa's answer might surprise you. Okay, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. And guys, like, I <laughs> don't think there was music. Like, I don't think... No, I'm like, honestly, like, I do not have a single childhood memory where there was, like, music playing. Like, what? Like, I... Wasn't, like, your parents just weren't into music? I don't think so. Wow. Mm. Were yours? My parents... Uh, they, yeah, but they're very old school. Like, they would be listening to, like, 
the golden oldies are like Elvis or or like my mom obviously big Celine Dion fan oh, and then boy. and then a lot of like show tunes like they're big into musicals oh, wow. so like all the Andrew Lloyd <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber that makes so much sense I guess so oh my god he often writes songs and I'm like yeah that would be cool if it was in a musical like we're not writing that I guess so David that's a good point yeah so then and so I wasn't really into music as a as a kid my so my big sister was really into u2 and mm. so i think that inspired me to get into u2 so they were probably my first big like love of a band um but yeah i didn't really i think neither of us really got into music until later in life like most like i think the average story of like how a band started or something is like like young kids in high school buy some crappy guitars and whatever but but yeah like i think we both came into actually the concept of making music much later in life. Nude Vodka Soda powers the Toddcast podcast. Sugar and sweetener free with just 100 calories and zero carbs per serving. Visit them online at nudebeverages.com. You've heard this before on the Toddcast podcast. If you follow MMA, you'll likely know Denise Kielholtz from fighting as a flyweight with Bellator MMA. She's been with them since 2016, currently number seven in the pound for pound ranking, number three in the flyweight ranking, which when you hear the full conversation, you'll know is incredible because she almost didn't continue 
with pro fighting after her first loss. Her first fight was a loss by submission back in October 2015. Denise is one of the best in the game. She's based out of Amsterdam. And when she jumped on a Zoom with us, we talked about family, how paramount her dad was in her having success, the pandemic, the lockdown, dealing with COVID. Of course, that came up. So did music. We talked about salsa, Latin, and Dutch. She talked about how much tape she would watch of an opponent prior to fighting them. Social media, how that's changed the game. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, WhatsApp. Perseverance, determination came up. And stop me if you've heard this before. Denise talked about when you should enroll kids in MMA. I think that, um, like, especially judo, you know, I think that martial arts is really really like important for every child you know because it's not that you have to become a fighter but about yourself aware martial arts really learns you how to respect others how to develop yourself how to make you stronger give you confidence and i think there is no other sport that can build that all that points in your mind and i think as a child for every child in the whole world it's really important that you have the self-aware that you can defend yourself and you have like the the confidence to do something with your own power you know I and mean, power is in your heart in yourself and not with weapons or with guns or something but you have power you have the power in yourself and that's on your own body and i think if you learn children that they're self-aware and the respect for others because that's also something important in martial art that you learn to respect others. And I think if every child, like I think with judo, you can start with four years. And wow. if you if you just learn at four years old and you can already learn, you know, all the self-aware that I think you can have like a whole nother humankind. If every man or every woman or what else just know about martial arts? It's going to be a whole different world. Stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast podcast is powered by FKP MMA, Vancouver's number one training destination at fkpmma.com.
you doing to my mind? How's it so easy for you? That's a standout track from Vancouver's indie scene in the last year, year and a bit. The band is Spendo and the song is Easy to Lie. And boy, that one's going to sound great at the new podcast Blue Light Sessions. They're playing on Saturday, October 29th at Blue Light Studio, East Vancouver. So we're just a few days away. If you're coming, by the way, please dress up. Like, you know, it's the Saturday before Halloween. We're going to try to make it a bit of a Halloween bash as well. I think I'm going to go as uh, Han Solo. Tickets are 20 bucks. I think there's only a few left. So grab them right now through eventbrite.ca. It's B-R-I-T-E.ca, eventbrite.ca. 25 bucks if you wait for the door, risk it at the door. It's a gamble. It's going to be a hell of a night, full band, acoustic performance. There's a, a Q&A throughout the entire performance as well. You get to ask questions too. I hope you can make it out, come out and support the, the arts, local band, local podcast, local recording studio. Played you a band called Wild Dove and a relatively new song for those guys called Come Back to Life. And there is a very good chance that you'll see a podcast show with them in the new year. Was talking with their singer, Devin, about doing something and he seemed super keen on the idea. So I think right at this point, it's just a matter of, you know, nailing everything down. So coming up in just a few minutes in Listen to This, pro wrestler Ray Lynn answers an impossible question, the three albums that you would need if you're stuck on a deserted island. That is powered by our good friends at Tedco RV Supplies in Langley. RV service and repair, ICBC accredited. You can find them on Facebook and on Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies. First, the second of three Toddcast guests this week is our sporting guest, the current WBFF World Bikini Champion, Heidi Cannon. To be honest with you, like the biggest thing I always say to people is even if it's a shitty workout or like a, you know, going for a walk or something like your natural endorphins, you just feel so much better after like you're just like something's better than nothing. For sure. I think people get this misconception that they need to, uh, you know, put in like two hours at the gym solid. It's like my cousin and I have our own online program, like our fitness program and our workouts are 20 minutes. That's it. Like they're oh. max 20 minutes. Cause a lot of people don't have time. They're like, Oh, but you can get a crazy sweat on in 20 minutes. Let me mm. tell you. So where, where do people find that? It's called fit in six. So fit and then I N and then number six dot CA. Okay. So we have everything online, our Instagram, all that stuff, but yeah. And tons of programs. We have new programs every month that come out. The full talk with Heidi Cannon is close to 25 minutes. You can see it right now. We did it on Zoom at our YouTube channel. You can hear it on our social media platforms, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all at Toddcast Podcast. We talked about how she has a crush on actor Ashton Kutcher. She shared a story about seeing the Rolling Stones in concert. We talked about Fleetwood Mac, Disco, Coolio, ABBA. And listen to what Heidi said when I brought up gambling and Las Vegas. I mean, I don't mind blackjack. It's kind of fun, but yeah, like, I, like blackjack, yeah, yeah. Well, I like that's the one you actually fun. have the most chance, you know, of actually beating the house is blackjack. Like that's blackjack. The, that is geared the most to to the the player. Right, I agree with that one. Yes, yeah, for sure. So, what do you like when you go to Vegas? Have you been to Vegas? Uh, <laughs> I like that's like my second. I feel like this is my second home. I've been married in Vegas twice. Are you married I, in Vegas twice? Okay, yeah. I had my stag in Vegas and it was insane. I was dressed head to toe 
in a red Mountie outfit, like spandex. With like the gum boots and the hat and the sash or whatever the hell it's called. And like so rad. That's awesome. The women love that. They were first oh, pretty good. <laughs> they wanted a big old mount, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Vegas yeah, no, is crazy. Vegas is yeah, my I I love it. We probably go at least like three times a year. Like my show oh, is wow. Yeah, wow. Our, my competitions there every year. It's a big one. Right. So how long do you stay for? Just a couple of days. Like you can't really stay in Vegas for much more than a couple, two, three days. I was there for a week. <laughs> Because we had to go for my competition, we had to go for like a like it's like four days long. Yeah. So it, we had to go like before, and then I had to obviously stay after and like have oh, fun and go top golf and drink my face off, which I uh, did. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's like my go-to. The next day it was top golf, and one of my best friends came this time. She got married the next day, so that was so fun. Like it was. Oh, that's cool. Such an epic day. Yeah. 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 Vegas. I mean, and I think that I've been so many times on stags and stuff and like good, big groups of really good, good friends that like, I just couldn't, I don't know if I could just do it myself now. Like it's gotta be like, there's, like, there's a there. reason for it. Like there's, it's a destination now, right? <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, right. and there's always something going on. I'm going down for SEMA show, which is the big car show. In oh yeah. 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 yeah I go and like do hosting and stuff and oh shit, no, no, that's cool. So even though she got married in Vegas, Heidi lives in Vancouver. She's a trainer at Fit in Six. She's the CEO of Mrs. Cannon's Kitchen. She's a six-time cover model. And we talked about her love of Joe Coy's stand-up comedy, Funny Guy. She shared a story about meeting Limp Biscuits' Fred Durst, Creepy Guy. We talked about cheat foods and her first car, how that was a low rider, and how she runs and owns Sahara Nights Bellydance.com here in Vancouver. Yeah, I've been doing that for, oh my gosh, well, 15 years now, like me and my dance partner professionally, we dance all over the lower mainland. We're pretty much the top Vancouver belly dancers now. I mean, I've done everything. I've jumped out of wedding cakes with little <laughs> like sparklers. I've danced on Vegas stages. Yeah, I, yeah, I love it. And I think that's where like my love for stage has come and I've done so well with bikini because I'm used to performing and I was a, like, a, again, I'm a tomboy at heart, but like, as soon as I saw a Shakira video when I was like 18 or whatever, I was like, that's it. I got to learn how to do this. Like, this is cool. So red truck beer delivered fresh. The official beer of the Todd cast podcast. Not ready to sing this song. They say the writings on the wall.
the Toddcast podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. And now, listen to this on the Toddcast podcast. When you think back to being a kid watching TV, what's one of the first memories? I don't really remember the show all too well, but I do remember Buck Rogers and running around the house when the show's intro started. It's funny. I don't remember the show, but I do remember being stoked that it was on. I was young, probably four, maybe five. Beyond that, wrestling is probably my oldest television memory. And we watched them all, of course. Stampede Wrestling, All-Star Wrestling, World Championship Wrestling, the WWF, now the WWE, Hogan and Bundy and Volkoff and the Iron Sheik and Ricky the Dragon and British Bulldogs and Macho Man. It's likely the key reason you're hearing so many wrestlers on this podcast over the years. You've seen Ray Lynn on WWE Raw, AEW, Women of Wrestling, MCW Pro Wrestling, and when she jumped on the podcast to be a guest, we put her on the same week as Ozzy's guitarist, Zach Wilde, because we know she's a huge fan. And we got into it with her, talking about binge-watching shows, Aliens and the X-Files came up, Paula Abdul, Elton John, family, country music. She shared a near-death story where she's driving down the road and They change seats with the driver. What? Ryan Reynolds came up. So did teleportation and superhero movies in general. And we asked Ray Lynn a damn near impossible question. You're stranded on a deserted island. Which three albums do you need to have with you? It's a tough question to answer. Listen to this. Oh my God. Okay, so Guns N' Roses... um... The original Appetite. Appetite. Yeah, 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 that's my... I listened to that, like, on repeat in Japan. I don't know why I was, like, so into it at that point in my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Black Label Society is one of them, but I'm drawing a blank on what album it is. It has so Berserkers you, on it. You weren't kidding around. Like, you're a, no, huge, I wasn't. You're a fan of... I have his book. I have his... I, have, <laughs> I love that book. <laughs> and he's he's another one of those guys that's really fun to talk to. Like, I don't know if you've ever watched Zach Wilde interviews, but he's... His interviews and his book. And then, like, he likes wrestling, too. So that's cool. Oh, huge, huge <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, those are those are two... That's two good starts. Third one, third one. I'm going with Biggie for my third one. Because, like I said, I, I like hip-hop, so I need to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. have some hip-hop in there. <laughs> Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Visit them on Facebook and Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies.
Sometimes you'll find bands just at the most random places. Quite literally, it's the guy that runs or helps me keep ToddHancock.ca up to date. His band is called Sorry in Spanish and a new song for those guys called Echoes. Like I straight up had no idea that first off he even had a band, let alone how good of a band they are. The lone non-Vancouver band this week based out of Toronto, digging their sound and, and thought you might as well. Again, Sorry in Spanish. The song is called Echoes. I played you dead quiet and that was their song called Forever Unsung and they're playing a show at the Wise Hall. How about that? East Vancouver in a month, literally a month from now, November 25th, Neck of the Woods is on the bill as well. So expect it to be a crushing night, arguably one of the heaviest local shows of the year. I'll be there, so maybe we'll see you there. Speaking of live music, find a small list of shows that are happening locally with the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. If you're playing a show or maybe you're checking it out, if it's indie, let us know about it. We'll post it up at the website. That is brought to you by Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. Over 40 years experience in the music industry. Locally owned, locally operated. Bands absolutely love it there. Pro Jam Space, amazing equipment you cannot lose. Find out more through mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, our final guest of episode 285, filmmaker, screenwriter, Matt Granger. This week's entertainment and lifestyle guest powered by Canuck Auctions, Canada's largest memorabilia and collectibles auction house. Find them at canuckauctions.com. Matt's film career started in 1999 when he was a videographer on the original X-Men movie. Not a bad start to the old career. It's funny. It's like I've known Kevin Feige um, from Marvel for 20 some odd years. We were on the first X-Men together and he was like an associate producer. So he was sort of like kind of like starting in the business and stuff like that. And so we used to sit around and talk nerd shit all the time. It was like, right. all we did is talk nerd shit. And uh, then he went off and turned into Kevin Marvel. Like it was, it's just insane what, what he ended up doing. So. It is insane. Like the X-Men for me, like, I don't know about you, but like the X-Men for me was like the one that really, truly pulled me in. Oh yeah. It, it was, was the franchise. DC yeah, it was. Anything like it was like the one, right. And like here yeah. you're like working with them in like the, what yeah. was it like the late nineties? early? Yeah. 2000s? We did the first like one in nine. Yeah. We did the first one in 99. And then we did, uh, and uh, it was, you know, nobody bet on us. Nobody, nobody was in, I, I don't think they knew what it was. I remember a studio executive calling it uh, a little Power Rangers movie. They didn't know. No. I don't think they knew what it was. And it was this little group of guys making this movie. And it was, uh, it was fire in a bottle. And we didn't, we didn't know. Like, it was tough. It was a very difficult shoot. And I got brought in uh, to be videographer, so I videotaped everything. And I think I shot about 180 hours of footage on that on that movie. You're going to want to hear the full talk with Maddie Granger. It's about 40 minutes long. You can see it. You can hear it. Another Zoom chat at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube accounts. You'll hear him talking about binging Documentary Now and The Sandman. We got into superpowers. He shared a really cool story about working with Russell Crowe on Superman. Together, Matt and his brother, Mikey, are known as the Granger Bros, and they've been banging out phenomenal work for well over a decade. Visit their website, thegrangerbros.com. It's chock full of tidbits and really cool things. You may know the brothers from a horror short that they did called Chained, which they produced and co-wrote. That story was an official selection of Screamfest LA back in 2011. Got the 2012 Rincon International Film Festival Award of Excellence, and you'll be happy to hear that they're working on making that short into a feature-length film. Our sort of next big signpost that's ahead is um, my brother and I made a short film in 2011, 
um, called Chained. And it was part of the, remember Crazy Eights in Vancouver? They used to do the Crazy Eights Film Festival. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was part of that. And so we did that. Our friend Rahan came up with the concept directed and directed it. And Mikey and I co-wrote it with him and produced it. And um, so we've adapted it into a feature film. And we've partnered with uh, with a producer in LA named Brad Payton, who produces and directs, directs movies with The Rock. He did San Andreas, Rampage, mm. um, the Mysterious Island movies. He did those. Um, and he's this big deal guy. And he came on board to produce this thing. And so with a lot of finger crossing and a lot of luck, we'll be hopefully shooting the feature version of this thing next year. Which is, of course, it's a horror movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a werewolf movie. It's pretty. It's an interesting take on on werewolves. It's sort of a different uh, different approach. And this thing, the 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 short itself won all kinds of awards. It, it, it was uh, it's played in like France. It's played in uh, I think in Rio de Janeiro. It played. It played in at uh, Phil Anselmo's. Phil Anselmo did a horror movie festival down in Austin. Yeah. If you haven't seen Chained, the short film, give it a quick search, check it out. It's like maybe 15, 17 minutes, something like that. It's very cool. The premise is great. Really hope they're able to work things out and bang out a feature length version of that. A great to get Maddie finally on the the podcast too. We covered a lot of stuff. We covered it all. Like winning MTV's contest to spoof a Quentin Tarantino film, how Quentin Tarantino picked their movie. They got to hang out with the guy as well. We talked about working with Guar on their graphic novel, how DC Comics absolutely nailed the Watchmen movie. He talked about reading obsessively G.I. Joe comics as a kid. And since Matt worked on iRobot with Will Smith, you gotta know that I asked him about the Chris Rock slap. That just wasn't the dude that I like, know. Like, what the hell was that, man? It's so like, and, and then did you see like the videos after that was like from an old movie and is exactly played out yeah. like how it came out in that old movie? It's like, yeah. like was, was that fucking around? Or did we get played? Like, it's so weird, right? It's just, it, it, it was weird because to me, that was not the dude I knew. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I remember, I remember one day we were, we were, uh, on set and they called they called build a set and i was with them when they called them and we were on our way we were going from the trailer to the soundstage and um there was a pa sitting in a sitting in a parking lot and i'll never forget this kid he was he was all like slouched over like just dejected like didn't want to was clearly like not living out his movie dream Mm. and was and the best thing i can describe that he was doing was guarding a bucket of cigarette butts it's the only way I can describe what he was doing. Like there was a bucket of cigarette butts there, and this kid was this kid was sitting next to it, going like, "Well, I guess nobody's going to steal these." And it was pouring rain. He's in his rain gear, and as we're walking the stage, Will clocks this guy out of the corner of his eye, and he looks over and he sees him, and he immediately beelines for this kid and goes over and he stands him up and he goes, "Hey, my name's Will," and he shakes his hand, and I watch this kid just kind of like start to lift up. And he goes, "Hey, what's your name?" And the guy told him his name and. Will's like, I'm Will. It's good to meet you and blah, blah, blah. And then he said, um, he said, you know, you know, you're doing a great job. And we're all working on the same movie and we're all pulling in the same direction. And I just want to know you're doing a great thing here. And, and you're just as important as I am in this, in this mix and all this stuff. And I watched this kid just sort of rise up, you know, and just did this thing. And so that's the Will Smith that I knew. You know well, I, I mean? think that's a Will Smith that we all knew. Yeah. But it was real. You know what I mean? That that's what, that's what made that event so baffling to me. Yeah. Was, was that that was the guy I knew was the guy who was helping the kid in the parking lot feel good about himself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was a, it was a weird, that was a weird thing to, to see yeah. that. Toddcast podcast entertainment guest visits are powered by Canuck Auctions, Canada's largest memorabilia and collectibles auction house. Find them online at CanuckAuctions.com.
Without a doubt, one of my favorite local bands, everything they've given me is absolutely punishing. The band is Arlo Wells, great song for them called Ghost, and patiently waiting for another show out of these guys. I can't remember why I couldn't make their last show. I think it was the Veer Union was playing at the Roxy, and I think I'd already promised their singer Crispin that I'd be there, and and I made that show. So I'm, uh, as mentioned, a huge fan of Arlo Wells. I will be at their next show 100%. It's time for a citywide mortgage services mortgage minute. And you need these because we didn't learn about this stuff in school. And getting a mortgage is something you shouldn't stress out about. What's the tip this week, Dara? Uh, What I wanted to touch on today quickly is interest rates in the mortgage world, as that is the hot topic at the moment. What the heck is going on? What can we expect? We are dealing with record levels of inflation right now, which is obvious, I know, and everyone can feel it. We feel it at the pump. We feel it at the grocery store when we go out. So the Bank of Canada is the governing body that sets our interest rates in the mortgage world, and they have a mandate to get that inflation level down to what they consider normal, which is around 2%. We are currently around 8%, so they've got a long way to go. There's a popular opinion out there that they can't keep interest rates too high for too long, otherwise they'll crash the market or people will lose their houses. Well, the bad news is that's just unfortunately not true. Uh, Back in July, the governor of the central bank released a statement which was full of a lot of bank and economic jargon, but I already translated for you. He basically said they don't care about our mortgage payments or the housing market, and they're going to stop at nothing to achieve their goal of 2% inflation. So what does that mean for us going forward? I'm not suggesting we see double digits like we did in the 80s, but we can definitely expect another increase next week, likely half a percent. I'd guess another quarter to a half a percent, possibly in the new year. And then hopefully that's the peak. We see things level up from there probably stay flat before some some minor decreases. So a little bit more pain, but hopefully some relief is coming. Visit citywidemortgage.ca, talk to Dara or any of their staff, and they'll make getting a mortgage a breeze from start to finish. Really looking forward to next week. You know her as the new bassist for about the last year or so of Whitesnake. Tanya O'Callaghan is a guest. So I got my, I definitely got like the, such a subconscious love of music because I didn't pick up a bass until I was 17 but no. my dad There's... yeah no I'm super late to music it's hilarious or, like like drums maybe like was there something musical before that nothing I'm not really? I'm not the I'm not the bass player who played guitar first I was working in an animal rescue shelter for 10 years wow. and I was everyone thought I would be a vet or a marine biologist and then I picked up a bass when I was 17 and I was like oh shit I love this yeah. but my my dad has a very deep rooted love of music although nobody plays music in my direct family so I grew up with his vinyl collection definitely like in you know subconsciously the Zeppelins the Floyd like everything across like Willie Nelson like real country as I call it not like manufactured pop country but um yeah that was that was definitely like coming in through my childhood so then when I did pick up a bass and get into music I was sort of familiar with so many things but I wasn't paying attention until I was 16 or 17 but my town my little town is very musical so I was all surrounded by musicians and like Mullingar is known for musicians coming out of it so all your friends are all in bands I worked in the bars that the bands played in you know and but yeah it was really uh, 180 at about 17 when I picked up a bass and I was like oh, I really like this and then I was joining bands left right and center and it was just like where we go <laughs> uh-huh joining Tanya O'Callaghan next week you've seen her on what we do in the shadows and she just toured across Canada with her live stage performance Francis actor comedian Laura Ramoso is a guest and he's an NHL UFA Nate Thompson is a guest next week as well big week a good week so please tell your friends about what we're doing here of course want to give huge thanks to all of our wonderful guests this week good night sunrise David and Vanessa that was that was fun jump on a zoom with you guys once again congrats on that beauty new album wbff world bikini champion heidi cannon thank you for taking some time to join us as well keep kicking ass and taking names and filmmaker screenwriter maddie granger it's about time to get your ass on this podcast you're a good shit man proud to call you a buddy your career and the things that you've worked on is simply mind blowing And that's going to do it for this one, episode 285. My name is Todd Hancock. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you, again, like what you heard, please tell your friends about us. Uh, like us, you can like us on Spotify and SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, you know, of course, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and all that stuff. Comment and rate the podcast too. That does help out. Search it out through what else? Toddcast podcast. Huge thanks to all of our wonderful sponsors. Find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can. Your business can for as little as 10 bucks a day. 10 bucks. Contact info is at the homepage. And if you help us find a sponsor, we will give you a commission based on the initial ad buy. If you know a business that gets it, outside the box advertising, lots of social media love, let them know about us and we'll take it from there. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. You've been listening to the Toddcast Podcast, powered by Citywide Mortgage Services, dedicated to helping you find the best mortgage rates. Available seven days a week at citywidemortgage.ca. Come on.